So it's officially official. Luke Richardson is now the new head coach of the Chicago Blackhawks, met with the media and officially introduced by the team today at the Blackhawks shop on Michigan Avenue, not the team shop over at the United Center. And I'll uh, get to my mishaps a little bit later on. But more importantly, just a lot of good things, I think, happening today. And Luke Richardson seeming like a guy to just check a lot of boxes as the new head coach of the Hawks. This is a guy that comes in looking to establish a culture, looking to instill good communication throughout a team, throughout an organization, young players and old. And a guy with a pretty good NHL pedigree, over 1,400 games. He was a very solid defender. Doesn't sound like he was much of a defensive scorer, but hey, this is something that the Blackhawks have been trying to do, especially recently, is draft more defensive defensemen and try to establish a more physical-like team because that's what the winning teams the NHL seem to be doing. Uh, the cool thing about Luke Richardson is it seems like he pulls some of the positive traits from the previous Blackhawks head coaches. He provides that communicative ability that Derek King did. He's kind of an up-and-coming coach looking for that head coaching role that that the previous Blackhawks regime was telling us that Jeremy Colleton had. However, this is an outside hire. This isn't an in-house promotion. So that's where it's different than Jeremy Colleton. But then, you know, just kind of a, a stoic presence, somewhat like Joel Quinville, and a guy with a whole lot of background in the coaching world and in the hockey world like Joel Quinville. So hopefully that's the recipe for success for the new Blackhawks head coach. So where does that leave Derek King? I know I had been very vocal about seeing the benefits of continuing Derek King as the head coach for the Chicago Blackhawks, although I did understand that it was probably unlikely. But it sounds like he made such an impact that the Blackhawks are still considering using him in some sort of capacity moving forward. The guys over at CHGO were saying that reportedly Anders Sorensen will continue as the head coach of the Rockford Icehogs, so it doesn't look like Derek King's going to go back to his old role. And even if that was a possibility, that would have seemed a little odd. Let's face it, any role that Derek King would get in the Hawks organization would be and could be looked at as a demotion. But that's just going to happen when you officially hire a new head coach. But it's not often that a team will hang on to the previous head coach. But again, Derek King is just such a, a somewhat of a unicorn. When he absorbed the role as head coach of the Blackhawks, he was even very vocal that, hey, I wasn't trying and sodding after being a head coach, but if it was going to fall in my lap, if it was going to happen, of course I wouldn't turn it down. And even with this whole process, he was saying before the year ended last year, hey, I hope to continue having this role, but I understand and I'm still very grateful of the experience that I've gained and it's maybe a better coach moving forward. That You just don't hear that. The way he was transparent and friendly and goofing around with the media, that doesn't happen all the time. It was It was very cool to have him for those few months as the Blackhawks head coach. But now moving forward, whatever role he takes on, we're probably not going to hear too much more from Derek King. Luke Richardson is now the new leader moving forward. So this is going to be Luke Richardson's team. These will be his answers, and it's all about him moving forward. So let's talk about Luke Richardson, because I really do think... 
He checks a lot of boxes. Uh, let's talk about his calm, cool demeanor, which a lot of different players and experts have been saying about him, how he never gets mad. But uh, John Dietz of the Daily Herald happened to ask Luke Richardson, what does he look like when he loses his cool? Usually the referees do that to me, but uh, <laughs> uh, I've learned to try and not do that so much, and you get your point across better. Uh, and, and same with players. I think I think you, you're not saving those times for you know calculated moments. I think you just know when there is a moment where you have to, you have to be a little bit more forceful as a coach and, and let them know that it's not okay, and, and and you really have to let them know and and make them understand. And you know sometimes that's in practice. And I know there's been articles out there in the American League uh, in days where I'd skate the players, but I would skate with them, and I would try and beat them. And I'd hold my breath, pretend I'm not out of shape, but uh, I am. And I can't play anymore, but I try and let them believe that I can. And, and it, it you know, shames them into, wow, we got to pick it up here. So just lead by example. Uh, you know, a calm demeanor, I think, on the bench, it, it, it leads to uh, letting the players feel calmness on the bench, but aware of their job and what they have to do, and they can go out and do it. Not tense or I'm yelling and screaming at the ref and, and out of control. I think that filters into the players in front of you. And, and then they lose track of the game plan and get off track. So I think you know you have to hone people, players in, and then every once in a while, if you have to make a point, you pick that time to make that point, and, and then you don't lose the players. It's not all the time where they're like, after a while, they're just going to shut you off and not listen to you because you're yelling more than you're teaching and coaching, and, and nobody wants to be in an environment like that. And, and I don't. So I, I, you know, I, mean, I have to always think, well, what, what would I respond to? And go back to that, and you know, sure enough, I played in an era where there was a lot of old school coaching, and you know, it, I got through it. But uh, not all players will be able to do that. And I think you have to learn your personalities on your team. You're going to have 20 different personalities, and I think you have to have that relationship. That's where it's going to really help on how to coach them. And some players can take a little bit more, maybe harshly at times, and 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 blunt. And some players, you maybe have to back off. And realize, okay, um, you know, I'll, I'll attack that later after the game or tomorrow, uh, because I can tell they're already upset and feeling it. Uh, they're not going to ingest anything that I'm I'm bringing to them right now. I think that's an important attribute to have with a team going into a rebuild. You got a lot of young guys. There's probably a lot of things that they're going to be frustrated with early on. There's probably a lot of things that they want to do right here and now in their first games or their second year in the NHL to become a more consistent NHL player. This is a guy that can kind of stabilize that a little bit more, uh, provide some insight, but also teach these guys with that demeanor. I think that's that's really cool. And it's even more impressive when hearing that this is Luke Richardson's way of being a human being when you find out about his very tough past. Back in November of 2010, he and his wife Stephanie lost one of their daughters, Darren, to suicide. And it's something that he carries with him to this day. He was wearing purple today, and he explains why here. We wouldn't be here today, any of the three of us, without the hockey community. Um, you know, guys like Eddie O reaching out and his wife, Dana, and like I, our house was full of people that I played with, coached with, um, hockey community, that, and that's the only way we got through it. And that's the way I believe that a hockey team survives, is it's, it's family and, uh, and it's support. So I coach like that. I, I've learned, obviously, tough lessons in life that, that really support that. That's the only way to come through the hard times and, and stay together in the good times. So we bring um, that movement of, of a mental health awareness with us everywhere we go. 
and uh, you know that's why purple is is a big part of my wardrobe and and our families and it was Darren's favorite color and it's part of the DIFD movement. So a couple of things there, obviously you never fully move past something like that. It becomes part of your identity. It becomes part of who you are. And in no way are we comparing hardship like that to doing something on the ice, but it helps you understand who Luke Richardson is a little bit more as a person and somewhat as a leader. He said it right then and there. We'll take things on as a hockey community because that hockey community helped him out so much when he had some of the most difficult stages of his life. So now he wants to continue that passion and continue that togetherness to move forward in a productive and positive light. And I honestly think that this is an aspect that the Blackhawks were keeping in mind during this hiring process, looking to be a more progressive-minded thinking team, and more importantly, make sure that everyone is heard. And I feel like Luke Richardson is a guy that's going to make sure everyone is heard. He has some head coaching experience in the NHL. It was six games, but they were six playoff games, including a few in the Stanley Cup final. And as we go back to that calm, cool demeanor, that's something that Ben Sherrod of the Montreal Canadiens referenced when Luke Richardson led the Canadians to an overtime victory over the Vegas Golden Knights in the Western Conference Final. And that doesn't happen often. And then Sherrod went on to say even more complimentary things like, I think I speak for all of the defensemen when I say we'd go through a wall for Luke. And we would do that because we know he'd go through a wall for us. That is a player talking about an assistant coach. And there's even some speculation that Luke Richardson should have been the head coach for the Montreal Canadiens, but instead they went with Martin St. Louis. So here's hoping that Montreal's loss can be Chicago's gain. So again, checking boxes or even just feeling like, okay, this makes sense, is something that Luke Richardson felt like as well throughout the hiring process. Kyle presented it to me in a way that I felt. I felt it was a good, it was the right fit. Not a good fit, it was the right fit. Very comfortable with each other in supporting each other going forward on the direction that the management and the organization want to go and i I feel that i can deliver in that area and and uh confident and just very not comfortable but i I just feel like it's the right fit also a cool story of during that hiring process is they took him out to dinner one of the interviews was he in the front office out to dinner watching one of the stanley cup final games and he said it allowed them to pick his brain about what he'd do in certain situations and kind of get a real-life interview opportunity. And it also allowed him to be more comfortable and be more relaxed and, and just feel really smooth about the entire process. And so smooth that he thought that he had the job in the bag uh, until some secondary thoughts started to float into his head, thinking it could go the other way. So all in all, pretty cool day over at the Chicago Blackhawks team shop on Michigan Avenue. Uh, I was lucky enough to get there right at 11 o'clock a.m. Uh, this is what I was referencing earlier. If you don't care about my personal story, that's just fine and dandy. We'll talk to you later. But uh, came to the WGN Studios, which is right by the team shop in Michigan Avenue, by the way. And I uh, had to pick up a cord for my recorder to make sure I was set to go for this entire press conference. And I went to the team shop at the United Center because I thought, that's where it was taking place. This was 100% my fault. Everyone of the Blackhawks PR and MR staff made it very clear that it was the team shop on Michigan Avenue. But uh, details matter when you're reading emails, folks. Uh, went to the team shop. Didn't see anybody. Was confused. Went to the atrium. Didn't see anybody. And then thought, I'm at the wrong place, aren't I? So I had about 12 minutes to get from the UC 
to Michigan Avenue. Made it there in about 12 minutes. Whether or not I obeyed the speed limit is neither here or there. Uh, got lucky, found a spot two and a half blocks away, started walking to the team shop on Michigan Avenue, was getting texts. Are you here? Question mark. Are you here? And rightly so, because I should have been. Uh, explained the situation. Luckily, one of the people from the Blackhawks was kind enough to rush down the stairs and let me in right before Luke Richardson was introduced to the table. Uh, got in by the skin of my teeth, and sometimes that just happens. Not thrilled about my actions or my lack of preparation, but uh, happy I was able to to pull through still. And uh, again, very appreciative of the people who were understanding of the situation. That's my story from Wednesday's press conference. But all in all, again, a good day for the Hawks organization, I believe. Very excited to see uh, Luke Richardson in this role. Very excited to get to know him a little bit more. Just seems like a very, very sharp guy and somebody that can definitely help this Blackhawks team get back into the winning regime. And let's hope that that's sooner rather than later. we got the draft coming up. We've got development cap coming up. So keep it tuned to WGN Radio and WGNRadio.com for more. Thanks for listening. I'm Joe Brand. We'll talk to you later.